0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless podcast. Or at least you better be.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. Alright, guys. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, am I excited about today's episode because Mr. Chris Vogel of the Gamuts returns. That's right. Chris was on uh, episode number four way back when I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't really know what I'm doing, but somehow I've managed to fake my way through 92 episodes of the show. It's hard to believe 92 of these. And uh, last time we were at Black and Bloom, the studio was still being built, and today it is one of the most successful recording studios in all of Colorado. And we're going to talk to him about his newest project, Dwayne. Now, it was really cool because I got there right as he was finishing up a recording session with uh another one of denver's fantastic rock bands bud bronson and the good timers um and man it was it was awesome to see the man the myth the legend at work behind uh recording studio and uh you know, I just kind of creeped into the background and just watched. It and, you know, it really was something like watching uh, The Man Behind the Curtain and The Wizard of Oz. And this guy knows his stuff. He knows how to run a place. And when he says, we're done, buddies, we're done. Um, it was, But, yeah, it was, it was great to watch. You know, I've seen this guy play so many shows. It was great to see this other aspect and this other side of him. Now, I've got to apologize right at the top of this interview. Uh, the last time I interviewed Chris Vogel, there was a very nice gentleman who left me a very nice comment saying, interview, shut the fuck up. You talk way too much about yourself. And I believe it says something like nobody cares. At the time, I was trying to imitate my hero, Mark maron I am still working on that uh, problem. I'm going to talk way too much in today's interview. I apologize. And that is all thanks to our sponsor, longtime returning sponsor, Deathwish Copy at deathwishcopy.com. Um, before we meet up with Pokalata Studios. I just worked an 8 hour shift at my uh, Grocery store Grocery store I'm a supervisor at And uh, so before I'm like man I'm tired I'm worn out Daylight savings time was kicking my ass I chugged a ton of Death Wish coffee That I had in my thermos By the time I got to the studio Man I was wired I was hyper I was good to go Talked way too much, and uh, this interview should be proof that their highly caffeinated, dark roasted coffee really does the trick. I couldn't make it through 40 hours a week and doing interviews and going to see shows and all these extracurricular activities we're doing without Death Wish coffee. And speaking of sponsors, the last time I saw Chris Vogel, uh, we were both working the door at Ratio Beer Works on the grand opening. And of course, we are happy to continue working with Denver's best new beer brewery. Beer, Boy, it sounds like I've had a couple of those already, hasn't it? We're happy to continue working with Denver's best new brewery, Ratio Beer Works. Of course, they are open in the River North Art District, aka the Rhino District, at 2920 Larimer J- Street. Uh, it's the old Mile High Spirits building. Man, they have just got a gigantic tap room. They've got a super nice patio that's soon to be even bigger and more gigantic. They're all punk rock dudes. It's Zach from Gray Flight Records and Jason from the Fairlands making punk rock beers. It's fantastic. It and they have beers, you know, such as Repeater named after Bugazzi, Dear You for Jawbreaker, uh, Domestica for Cursive, which is a fantastic little uh, American pilsner there. Really, really big fan of all their beers, but especially that repeater, man. That repeater is choice. And, of course, they've got another beer that's, uh, for lack of a better term, they've got another beer brewing, buddies. Uh, this time it's going to be their signature IPA, and it's super relevant to this episode that we're talking about it. This beer is called Antidote. And for those of you who are long longtime Gamets fans know that Antidote was one of the uh, – It was the retirement record of sorts for gamuts before they came out of retirement and put out the fantastic parts. It's a fantastic record. It's a fantastic song. Um, And then they're going to be doing an antidote release party at Ratio Ratio Beer Works, April 11th. Apparently, Fogel's going to play some acoustic tunes. Sounds like uh, Andy Tanner from Dwayne is going to be there as well. And uh, maybe even Chad Price from Drag the River and All is going to be along for the ride. Of course, all of this is subject to change. Stay tuned for more info. Visit RatioBeerWorks.com. I'll try to promote the shit out of it, too, because I'm super stoked about all these dudes and all these things, and maybe they'll even let me somehow be a part of it. But speaking of being a part of it, of course, uh, Ratio is also coming back. They're going to be sponsoring our uh, monthly live talk show event this Thursday, March 12th, at Mutiny Information Cafe. Uh, We're going to be doing these every second Thursday at Mutiny. Uh, Mutiny is at the corner of Broadway and Ellsworth, right across the street from Sputnik in the High Dive. Uh, for this week's episode, or this month's episode, of course, we're going to be having special guest Muscle Beach, the band Muscle Beach, fantastic dimmer dudes. Uh, comedian Eric Henderson and my comic artist buddy uh, Gerard is going to be there as well. It's a punk rock talk show. It's a roundtable chat. We're going to be drinking beers. It's going to be a comedy show. We're going to be there sharing our mutual horror stories from our past roommates. Um, and then followed by that, we're going to play a quick game and then Eric's going to do a short comedy set, and then Muscle Beach is going to do a short set as well. Uh, Gerard has provided the fantastic poster artwork. Uh, the show starts at 8 p.m. this Thursday, March 12th at Mutiny. It's a free event, and Ratio Beer Works will be there pouring free alcoholic beverages for those of you who are 21 and up. It's going to be fan fucking fantastic time. The first one was a huge hit. I'm looking forward to doing one of these each and every month. Uh, stay tuned to MuscleHarmlessPodcast.com for all the the information on these live events where you can listen to them, where you can see them. And uh, while you're there, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And, uh, you know, write me a little email. Let me know what I can do better other than stop talking because apparently I can't do that. Um, so we've rambled on long enough today. Let's get to the real reason you're here. And, uh, let's, let's get to our chat with Chris Fogle about Dwayne and black and Bloom. Oh, but of course, of course we got to play a song first. We, we, <laughs> I gotta keep sidetracking. <laughs> today, Tuesday, March tenth, Dwayne's newest LP comes out on Paper and Plastic Records. This song has been stuck in my head for days, um, and it's great. It shows the dual vocals of Fogle uh, and Andy Tanner, of course Andy from Layman Terms and Head Hum, and it's a damn great start to a damn great record. So uh, let's listen to "Be With Me" from Dwayne out today on Paper and Plastic Records. Uh, let's take a listen. <laughs>
0: Be with me. Why don't you want to be with me? Why don't you want to be with me? Is it because?
1: Yes. David. We already did this once, so yeah. just make it a chat. Okay. Two dudes drinking Coors Light I'm chatting awesome. about the new record. Cool. Uh, but before that, we get to that new record, Chris Fogle. Oh, well, we Are should we introduce... Changing? Are we going? Yeah, yeah. That's long. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Cool. Yeah, ready. You ready? Go. You want to you hurry up and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, the whole world's going to hear that. We're here with Kaylee and Chris Fogle. Kaylee with a K. <laughs> Kaylee,
2: or Jack. I go by Jack a lot. Really? You do? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's my... Sound name and my band name, oh. so anytime I do music oh. things. What band like are you? On? Yeah, it's called Nasty Bunch of Bitches. Is it really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, uh, this interview is about me.
0: Though. Yeah. No, well, Please I mean,
1: stay I mean this, to Chris. this is three of us sitting around drinking beers. So if you feel like uh, telling stories about Chris, he only wants to talk to a few minutes, so we can. I only met me. Chris, like three times. Yeah. Oh well, but welcome. I him up. Welcome to the <laughs> Gun Show. <laughs> No, so uh, we we're at Chris Vogel, Black and Bloom. Uh, yeah, again, last time I was here, we did that first interview. It's like the fourth interview for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, were, you and Dan, and uh, I forget who else was here, were still building the place, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's fully functional. How many records have you recorded here in this room? Do you know?
2: Oh, geez. Uh, well, it's probably a band a week on yeah. average for the past
1: three and a half years yeah. since you were here, so yeah. add that up. Yeah, I'm not, but a lot. somebody might. Somebody, somebody <laughs> would know. You gotta. Um, so yeah. So I, I first, congratulations on everything, dude. Thank you very much. Yeah, you were just saying that you're hoping to maybe someday get two days a week. Yeah, off your head So with all this time and all this hard work you're putting into everything, because you got you've got the new record out from Dwayne. Uh-huh. Gamits might be doing something soon. We'll talk we're about it. S- in a minute. Start working on something after this touring is done. Fuck. And then you've you, six, uh, six days a week here. That's a lot of work.
2: Yeah, I need, I need to try to find a way to free up more time to to write and play my yeah. own stuff because the last thing you want to do sometimes when you get off work tracking all day is pick
1: up a guitar. Most yeah. Mostly I don't want to, yeah. so. And then, and then I, I imagine you run time. into the problem of it's like, well, I, you know, we just heard that last Bud Bronson riff like, what, ten times in the uh-huh. time I was here? Uh-huh. I'm sure when you go home and pick up that guitar, you're like, fuck, I just played a Bud Bronson yeah. song.
2: Yeah, seriously, you know? it's... Like, you get other people's songs so drilled into your yeah. head, it's hard to step away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but let me ask you, do you feel successful now in your career? <laughs> um,
2: uh, that's a weird question. I don't yeah. know. I never really thought about it. Well, you don't have time to think about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess in a way, like, being able to at least make my money, my living off of some sort of music is a success. It's a win. Yeah. Um, i don't consider myself like a successful businessman or anything like that. I just uh, make a humble living and get to do what i do well that's, so a that's dream. pretty awesome
1: yeah that's a dream so yeah and uh when did you start recording
2: uh, like, me and, not Lou just... and Levin started like when we were you know in high school and then we yeah. started
1: eight houses down at about ninety five yeah. it's it's funny I find those things that people were really passionate about at eighteen if they come back around to them. Becomes the thing because I I did interviews when I was 18 and left it, came back and I'm like, why the fuck did I ever stop? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, find what you like to do, keep doing it. Yeah. and uh, it, it, and it's funny because when we when I first started the show, when we first talked was about what, three years ago, three and a half years ago the whole purpose of it was about being addicted to this life, and a lot of it has slowly be changed more. I talk to people, it's about like getting up off the couch and doing what you love, mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised at how easy this is. You work six days a week. Is it easy for you to do this, to um, live this it's life?
2: A, it's a grind sometimes, but I find the work comes easy because uh, it's what I love to do, and I've done it for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's challenging, too, all the time. I mean, always learning, always pushing to do better, you know, There's always a million people doing it better than you, so there's always something to learn in this business. I don't know, but you're like the
1: hot ship in Denver right now, though. Yeah, I don't know about that, but i See? Still humble. Still humble. <laughs> but you're booked out. How long are you booked out for right now? Uh, till June. Till June? That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, what kind of equipment for those curious, what kind of equipment are you recording on these days? Uh, I run into an Apogee Symphony for the nerds out there. Um, not me. <laughs> this is we're recording this on a zoom handheld recorder I mean. yeah
2: um we're focused a lot more on like getting a lot of rad instruments and amps and guitars and awesome tones than buying a whole lot of uh fancy outboard gear at this point yeah. It sounds good to begin with you're good nice you know
1: so that's what we're working on yeah cost money so how do you how do you uh, manage these six days a week that you're working? Like, I imagine on your days off, what are you doing? You're hanging out, at Ratio. I hung out all day yesterday, yeah. at Ratio. <laughs> like eight hours. Sorry, I couldn't meet you there like, yesterday. Yeah. I really wanted to.
2: Yeah, I uh, had to put in my weekly uh, tithe. Um, but yeah, it's right now. I, I don't do shit. I get that one day off, and there's always stuff to do,
1: and then I'm right back here. This yeah. so. Will even well, with time. Yeah, even with those six days off, I still see you and Dan out everywhere. Yeah, like I, of all the people in Denver, I run into you two and Jim Norris from Three Kings probably more than anyone else. We're trying like, to be, you know, part of it all. We yeah. lo- we love so many of the bands that we work with. We want to be out there seeing them, you know. Yeah, and and, and, even, and even if it's not there, I'll see what breakfast at Denver Biscuit Company, right? <laughs> lunch at Illegal Beats, drinking beers on the patio at Ratio.
2: It's a small scene.
1: Yeah, and thank God, thank God, I, I finally became a part of it. Living mm. in Springs for a while was mm. not that I don't love it down there. Yeah, but you know, um, so yeah, I see you guys everywhere. I kind of see you you as some kind of godfather of this Denver punk rock scene. You're recording all these bands. You're working with them. You're putting them out now. Um, well, That's I'm what, old enough to be <laughs> some sort of grandfather.
2: Or no, they. I mean, there's a lot of dudes. T- have done it a lot longer than me um but it's a it's a young scene and so when people see that oh this
1: guy's in his 40s and he's still doing it then yeah of course you're older than a lot of the people doing it they don't necessarily mean that either it's just like there's like you've done it all you've toured the world run a successful recording studio Mm -hmm. you're out there you're about you're about the shows and you're still doing it you know and and having more fun than ever doing it yeah (laughs) and uh and making a living off of it. Yeah. So you're you're the you're what I want to aspire to. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, thanks. Yeah, no, no. no, no. You, you're gonna give me an ego. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Be- people are gonna write me emails like, quit sucking. Uh, the last interview we did, the uh, yeah. comment I got, the comment I got was interview. Stop talking about yourself so much. And I'm like, it's a chat. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's a chat. God, damn it! It's not an interview. I mean, I guess it is, but. Um, Let's see. Look, let's look at these notes. So when you look back to the Denver, Denver of yore, it's blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find a place to live. But mm-hmm. Bands are popping up everywhere. Bands are more successful out of here now. Mm-hmm. Do you miss anything about those old days of struggling and fighting? And you know, or was I, there?
2: No, uh, no, I, I missed. The, it was a different scene there, just for for our genre of music. The the Denver pop punk scene and punk scene was sort of all inclusive. You know, hardcore punk, ska, pop punk—all that was a small, tight-knit scene where uh, the shows were really big, and you know, same people be at all the shows. Similar to now, but there wasn't so much going on, like so many different kinds of bands. And then, of course, pop punk lost in you know its popularity over the years, big time, and uh, and the whole scene changed. But the the bands that you know stuck around. Still doing okay, I think. Um, but yeah, it was different. We were kids, though.
1: I mean, it was crazier times. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, what 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 excites you about uh, what's going on today?
2: Um, well, like you said, seeing all all the bands that are getting out of Denver. I still think there's not enough bands like touring abroad out of Colorado or getting mm-hmm. really getting out of here, except for going to like South by or stuff like that. Like that's a big deal, but. I'd like to see more bands just getting in a van, getting, you know, there are some doing it, but touring the States, like, just all the time, like, it to happen a lot more. Yeah, just go out there and do it. Don't wait for, like, to win some dumb radio contest or, like, for someone to discover you or some stupid shit like that, you know, or get on the radio. I feel like a lot of bands have kind of the wrong goals in this town. Well, Can then, ask a question there? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so sure. what, how is your suggestion to get out there? Because that costs a lot of money to like get a van and like it does. But like, w- how do you do you that? You do it. You do it DIY. You know, our first van was eight hundred dollars. It was a piece of shit, but it got us all over the U.S. for a while. And you know, yeah, we struggled, but we just started doing it. We got some, you know little support slots from bands that were doing better than us. The next thing you know, we'd been. Over the US a few times. Yeah.
1: Before, you know, anything really happened. Yeah, and so you can do it. People yeah, just don't realize they can do it. And then a lot of those relationships like you toured with what Lesson Jake, Lagwagon, all those guys. You're working with them still to this day. It's a continuing relationship. And totally. you guys were out there eating shit together once upon a time and now those guys are <laughs> those guys were never eating shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I remember you guys opening uh what was it? Lagwagon, I forget the I have the poster somewhere rolled up. It was a lagwagon yellow card was it was you guys opening yellow card, somebody else, and then lag wagon headlining and it was uh Rufio. Uh, Rufio Oh god we did, yeah, we did that tour. Ugh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still doing no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. People love those bands. Yeah. They have some good moments. Um well, that's some good advice. Um, and then also, like to it, for me, like I remember my old roommates, the Rideaways from Colorado Springs, oh, yeah. and uh, they would play a show. They would take all that money from that show, put it in a box, lock it. Mm-hmm. Make enough money, they print t-shirts. Put all that money in a box, lock it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Make CDs. Put all that money in a box, lock it. Buy a van. Put all that money, yeah. and then it, you can do it. You don't need a Kickstarter. No, you don't. You just need to bust your ass, hustle. Every yep. day I'm hustling. Yep. That needs to be your uh, cell phone ringtone. Damn. Anyway, <laughs> um, so here you are. You, you're uh, you're launching a new band. This is going to go up tomorrow. So today, yep. uh, the stream hit live today. on uh, yep. New noise. I've been listening to it a week. I love it, Dwayne. Thanks, dude, thank you. Like seriously, it's fucking great. Thank I would, you, you know. Again, every, it. we like it. People are going to be writing me. Quit sucking his dick. But whatever. <laughs> um, bullshit question, but this is you know. You've got the gamuts going. Why start a new band that's still very similarly pop punk? You know? Yeah. Where does that come out of? Well, I guess maybe when we started, I didn't think it was going
2: to come out quite as similar. Uh. I mean, I think maybe some... some. I think only actually a few songs on the album could be considered... could maybe fit on like the mellowest of gamuts records. Yeah. But... Because um, there were some other ones that we cut because they were way too gamutsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that seven inch had some
1: gamuts. You yeah, started, yeah, which one is of, good. Yeah, that ended up. It's it's a good like uh it's like into. a
2: transition for for fans. I mean, we're trying to use the gamuts as like this blackmail for. That's why we're touring together. It's like to force gamuts fans to like Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's my it's my songwriting, so it's not going to be too far fetched. But I like to write all kinds of stuff, and the idea was to write something outside of the gamuts box and not Tauntaun either and not Tauntaun. and and also let the band like really embellish the whole thing you know cuz if you listen to all the parts going on it's it's stuff that i would have never written which is awesome so it sounds to me like a completely different band and what's it is.
1: and what's the collaboration <clears throat> process like I, I i imagine it's different than everything else you've ever done because it's completely separate group. it is um well
2: more like it's it was the most collaboration as far as writing all the parts like i i didn't write any of the other parts really just wrote the song and then let the guys come in and write their own parts and and they were they killed it yeah so that's something that only happens in in the gamut sometimes um more so in the last um last couple things for sure but uh yeah this is more of a collaboration overall
1: and those guys are just super solid musicians so it was rad and thank you for giving my old buddy Andy Tanner a worthwhile band to be in that people outside of Colorado might actually hear because I love that guy but he's just I love that guy but he doesn't really leave too much and yeah well he's pumped to do the whole
2: thing and I mean I love all his bands and they're awesome but I think this is this is the first time I think he's going to go to Europe, so he's super stoked. Uh, no, no, that's not true. He went out there on his
1: own and, and played shows in the U.K. and stuff. But, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's actually when I first met him. He was going to Europe and to do the London thing mm-hmm. and came back. and um, Do you remember when you first... I'm, sh- I'm sure you... Because he was in layman terms that were on Surviving so Home. Do you remember when you first met him?
2: Um, I don't remember when we first met, but we recorded all of his stuff. Every Layman Terms thing, and, and pretty much all of his uh, other bands he's yeah, done yeah.
1: with me since. Head Hum, Constellation of Cars. Yeah, so it's been solo. Yep.
2: So Andy and I have, we're no strangers to working together, and we always said, let's do something.
1: Yeah. We so, did. so he was living at little in Little Rock at the time. Why yeah. didn't you just call him up and be like, hey, I got this thing. Let me email you. That's exactly what it was. It was
2: just... Uh, me and Michael were the only ones that were you Michael's out in Switzerland and we were originally gonna do it as a two piece we didn't know it was gonna be a whole band we were gonna do like acoustic jams we had no plan at all and then uh, as the songs came together it was like oh we need a whole band to do this and we just started thinking about who would be a good fit and we wanted I wanted to do all these duetti things and I was like gotta get another singer who can harmonize and be a lead singer too and Tanner was perfect. Yes, yeah. he was way into it. So he uh, finished up his job out there on the ranch, got in a car, and
1: hightailed it back to Springs. Yeah, we gotta get him up here, though, man. I know he could do so I'd much more. I'd love it more. if he lived in Denver. Ugh. Yeah, he's he's one of the unsung Colorado heroes mm-hmm. there. You know. Um, so again, thank you for helping bringing his presence yeah, it's out all there. Him. You know, it's all him. well, yeah. Once upon a time, he asked me to be his manager, and I was just like, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, I don't mean either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he maybe could have used one. Yeah. Um, and then so so this was originally you and Michael. Yeah. And then he brought Andy in, and then of course Andy uh, Thomas, no brainer, mm-hmm. one of the best drummers in Denver. Who's playing, you know, uh, but he's not the touring. Is he No, he actually isn't even in the band. He oh. he played on the
2: record and then decided he was too busy for it. So yeah. he uh we got Justin Forrest now and he's killing it. And he's also one of the busiest dudes in Denver too. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys that's well, he's only like how old is he? Like twenty six or something? Yeah. He's he's toured more than most people I know that are, you know, in their thirties, forties. Um, so he's a super pro
1: guy to have in the band I love it. Yeah. It's great. So when you take all these elements together and put it together it becomes Dwayne, how excited are you for this final project? Does it surprise you at all how much different it is in than the gamut's? And how similar it is too, I'm sure.
2: Um well I, we are excited because it's been we've been sitting on it for so long. Yeah. It was done in like October. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been, it's been like this anxious feeling of, man, I wish we could get this thing out there in the world. And, I mean, to me, it, it all kind of feels like one big band as far as the team goes. We're all going to be in the same band. So it's almost like just being in a bigger band with more songs now. You know? Yeah. And you guys are going to be touring with the gamuts more, or is that just a one-time thing? No, the, the Europe one is both bands. Jeez.
1: Maybe five weeks starting in uh, in uh, April. And you're not a spring chicken. How are you going to do two sets a night? <laughs> uh,
2: well, we did the, that's how we did it for yeah. the, that little tour, and that was the test to see if we could pull it off. And um, it was hard, hard on the voice, but um, I stayed away from cigarettes um, and actually pulled it off. Like we, we were trying to do 20 gamut songs at first, plus like 10 Dwayne songs. That was too much. So we're going to like weed it down to maybe 15. Gamut songs. Okay. We'll pull it off. Play the hits. We're just gotta stay healthy. Are you gonna play that Mullet
1: song? Yeah, I think. <laughs> you kinda gotta play it every night, don't you? Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's it like? What kind of different brain space are you using when you're writing these songs? Does it all come from the same internal place? It was
2: more like uh, it is a different brain space. Gamuts is usually wake up in the morning, have a shitload of coffee, and write some spazzy stuff. Dwayne was like, come home from work, have a bunch of whiskey and write, <laughs> you know, you could tell the, 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 drinking like comes through on the record too. Like the recording, we just like partied the whole time. Nice. It was
1: fun. Pretty fun time. And, uh, I asked, kind of sidestep it, but what surprised you about this process of recording with all these different guys? Just this new collaboration. Uh, Surprises? Like, holy shit, I never would have thought of that. Oh, well, that. Well, there's Yeah, just
2: part after part was like, that's awesome. That's so outside of my writing box. Like, thank you for writing that. That's what surprised me, was how well the guys performed. So you just got to trust the people you're with and let them do their things. Like, Joey Cape told me once that, like, when he's writing Lagwagon songs, sometimes he's like... I'm sometimes scared to give the songs to the rest of the band because I feel like they're your babies and they're going to rape your babies. But then sometimes he's like, yes, like, please rape the shit out of my baby. Like, that was awesome. That's a terrible thing
1: to say. Yeah. Uh, So were you, like, how are you going to find the time? I know, how are you going to find the time to take off to do these Duane shows? Well, I'm trying to
2: get I'm trying to get more help around the studio. I'm trying to get people to um, be tracking in here while I'm gone, so I can kind of keep some money coming in. And then I'm just gonna try make an effort when I get back to not work all the time. Yeah. I don't like to turn down work, but I also got to get to the point where I can have a couple of days off because yeah. I'll just burn out. Yeah. You know. And you... I want to make writing a priority. Like everybody's like, when's the next? gamut thing gonna be, and then I want to write more Dwayne stuff. But I just, I'm not gonna wake up at like 6 a.m. and start yeah. writing songs, and then go to work. <laughs> are you are you a workaholic or? Not really. Is, yeah. It's just the studio is like, it sucks you in, and then I think any any good engineer knows that it's it's long hours, you don't take breaks, and you just like you just go.
1: I don't know. Damn. So what's next for the gamuts? I mean, you mentioned this uh, European tour. Uh, there's an interactive video that I didn't know about that I read about in the oh, yeah. noise interview today. Yeah. Did Is you check it out? I didn't have time. I was like no, on my old. way out the door, and I'm like, oh,
2: shit. It's old, but it's so um, rad. The legwork guys made it. It was for the song This Shell on parts, and it's a puzzle. And you have to complete this puzzle where it chops up the video, um, within the time frame of the song, and if you solve the puzzle, then you get to watch the video and download the song in its entirety, and when they did it, it it blew up, it got us a lot of, a lot of plays, like, all over, it was cool, you could follow it across Twitter as it spread across the world, because it's a totally different platform than most people that were doing, it was awesome.
1: How did I, I don't know how I missed that back then, I don't know, know. because... I was aii I'm a big gamuts fan too so well try it out
2: when you get on your computer it's funny you have to just like stare at my my big old head though and then it my head comes apart and you have to
1: like piece it together it's weird <laughs> uh, do you have any immediate plans though like seven mm. inches anything anything we were gonna at
2: least do an EP was the next thing and I had two different plans one was write like a 15 minute to 20 minute song cause we've never done that And the other one was to write, like, 12 two-minute songs, because that's fun, too. (laughs) So complete
1: opposite ideas, neither of which I've started. (laughs) Well, there you go. Um, Yeah, because I know you emailed me. It was like, i got exciting gamut ideas. And you were probably like me. Like, I get really hyped up on caffeine early in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. and I fucking email everybody in my address book. I'm like, this is my idea. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And later on, I'm like... I don't know how to schedule that or <laughs> God. I get really manic, you know. So mm-hmm. um, okay. Well I think we covered all the bases. This is way shorter yeah, than normal. No, it's but very, this is I about mean, perfect. Like short and sweet to the point. That's good, yeah. I mean
2: besides letting people know what we're gonna be doing, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah. We're gonna be you know, the tour is from April twenty 23- 5th or something to May 25th and it's all over Europe yeah. some good fests and stuff and then we're going to try to get a bunch of Dwayne shows going um, in the US I just had
1: a thought about what else uh, we could tack on to this huh. so you just put out Dwayne on paper and plastic yeah you also just started your own record label well kind of sort of kind of sort of maybe I mean we
2: put out there were two other releases on Black and Bloom and those were the two Tauntaun records right but Ian actually funded those and we just used our name um, so yeah this is the first one we've put out it's an experiment it's a rad record we're we're totally behind it um, and those dudes needed some help So, but Dan Fox is mainly to thank for that and that's your partner Grant. that's my business partner yeah. couldn't do that, any of this without him so
1: thanks Dan <laughs> and, so, and so why uh, why put Dwayne out on paper and plastic instead of keeping it for yourself
2: uh, just because we don't have any distro <laughs> or yeah. any, we, can, we don't have much to offer except for, hey, we, we can help pay for your your record and we've done it before and we can make sure it gets done right. Um, other than that, it's not like we can have the the distribution chain that a real label has,
1: you yeah. know? What do you think of the process of putting on your own record? Because you've done it in uh, the past, haven't yeah. you?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's cool when you do it from start to finish. If you write it, record it, produce it, then the next thing you know, it's on a slab of vinyl. It's pretty rewarding, I guess. But it's also cool to uh, have somebody else into your music <laughs> that might want to, yeah. you know, write the check at the end of the day. So that's pretty cool. So,
1: yeah, I mean, either way it has its advantages, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Um. So so let's let's end this with some words of wisdom. So no, I'll do high note. Jesus. Um, well, no, as, <laughs> as a producer, there are going to be bands out there that are slaving away in the garage, getting ready to perform. You've done it all. You've been to the dude slaving away in the garage. You're the guy behind the monitors. Um, what do bands need to get ready before they hit this this stage, this place? That's kind of a good question, Danny. Thanks. Um, you know,
2: one thing that a, there's a few common mistakes that a lot of younger beginner bands make, and one of them, but even older bands, too, When you're writing your songs, don't write stuff that's way beyond your ability. Because when you get in the studio and you you have to completely punch your way through a record and fake your way through the record, it's what's the point if you're not going to pull it off live? Plus, I bet you your song would be ten times as good as if you chopped out half the fat. So just dumb it down and don't try to play shit that you can't play. You know? Simple can be really good. Um that's probably my biggest piece of advice for young bands you know oh and don't in songwriting don't try to in your quest to do something new that's never been done before can backfire as well because you can make a big piece of shit that nobody's ever heard before you know like new and different doesn't necessarily
1: equal good that's that's all i got there you go it's perfect yeah. Dwayne's out today on Paper and Plastic Records. Yeah, it sounds exactly like the same old shit. I like it though. I think <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a solid. I don't know. It's I solid. like it. Thanks, man. Which which song should, should we sing end this to it? Yeah. Which song should we end this interview with? Um,
2: I could do. Uh, I'm a going to hell because it has a good story behind huh? it. It's cool. about growing up. In a, in a religious-y family, but being into metal. <laughs> and it's all, like, a 100% true account of stuff that happened to me. It's pretty funny. Nice.
1: Chris, well, this was a pleasure. We should do this more than every three and a half years. Thanks, dude. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for coming. Yeah, no problem. Sorry to take so long. All good. Kaylee, yeah, thanks for your uh, presence and wonderful question. You got anything else to add?
2: No, oh, I think Chris is great. Me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Well, all right, buddies. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mostly Harmless Broadcast. We'd like to thank our guests, Mr. Chris Vogel and Kaylee, for your patience and uh, and listening to me ramble on like a fucking lunatic. Jesus Christ, will I ever shut the fuck up? Eh, not today. Thank you to the Death Witch Copier for keeping me caffeinated. Thank you to Ratio Beer for keeping me lubricated. And thank you to you for listening um of course none of this would be possible without you guys and ever since i turned my focus a lot more inward and onto the denver music scene it's just been a fantastic outturning of of support and um i I don't know why i didn't do it sooner um I, i again i can't do this without you guys and let's see if we can do an episode about denver that doesn't mention my good buddy andy thomas because every single damn episode does um again Dwayne. Their newest LP, self-titled LP, Dwayne, comes out today on Paper and Plastic Records. We're going to be doing a Mostly Harmless live talk show event on Thursday, March 12th at Mutiny Information Cafe. Ratio Beer Works, long sponsors of the show, is are going to be there pouring free beers. It's a free event, comedy, live music, and me talking even more. Oh boy, maybe I should edit that part out. Nobody wants to hear me talking anymore, but uh, it's going to be a fantastic event 8 p.m. Also, Ratio Beer Works, 2920 Larimer Street in Denver, April 11th, anecdote IPA release party with uh, Chris Vogel, Andy Tanner, and hopefully Chad Price. Stay tuned to RatioBeerWorks.com for more information on that. Um, guys, I've rambled way too much. I am I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with me.
2: Maybe yeah. I, I
1: don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know buddies. So uh, let's, let's end this song with uh, the track. The Fogle wanted to hear. It is a fantastic. I mean, this whole record's great. Head over to new noise magazine.com. We'll throw the link in the most harmless podcast uh, posting. So you can go listen, stream the whole record before you buy it today from paper and plastic. Again, has Poggle ever put out a bad record? I, I don't think so. It's, even the stuff he touches in the recording studio is fantastic. The guys, Midas over here, Midas buddy, Midas Poggle. I'm gonna shut up now. Let's listen. I'm gonna go to I'ma go to hell by Dwayne out today, paper and plastic records. All right, buddies. See you in the funny pages. I'ma go to hell.
0: Faster than-